Hello and welcome to the Occupied Podcast, an unofficial podcast discussing the Norwegian television show Occupied. I'm your, I don't want to say host, so I am you can be the host, one, of, yeah. one of, we're all a team yeah. here. I'm Jack, I'm here as always with uh, Giro, say hi Giro. Hi. And Sam. Hi. And Kevin now. Hi Kevin now. <laughs> Great entrance there, Kevin. Yep. Um, so... I feel like we should just jump right into episode three. I feel we don't need to do any more introductions. We're all we're getting into a good. What's this one called? This one is called. So there's April, then there's May. I can't remember. And then there's uh, June. June. Yay! Episode three. Um, June, which in Norwegian is. Uni. Uni. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Not that you would joke with me on that. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Why would Why would she lie about that? So we start off the episode by seeing uh, the man uh, Elbik uh, his being is get, being arrested by the police. Police, I love saying that word. Um, he's t- there with his son. Uh, the son wonders what's happening, and um, so one of the things we learn quickly from them is these guys are um, they're refugees. Did you want to go talk a little bit about so? Re- uh, Norway has a lot of refugees that are c- coming from different countries. Yeah, we have we have a fair amount of. Immigrants in general, but um, we also take in a take in a, a number of refugees, especially political refugees. Mm-hmm. Which so what countries are these? Because I I remember, like I've been to Norway, I remember seeing a lot of Somali. Somalis were a, a big number, and then yeah, just so I guess Chechnya, I guess, would be a logical one to have political refugees from. Yeah, oh for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, immigrants in general are mostly from Poland, um, but and really? Sweet and Sweden, yeah. Um, but that's economic mm-hmm. immigrants, so. Refugees from Sweden? Uh, yes, it's, it's terrible over there. <laughs> <laughs> really? Maybe you can put together your own furniture. Oh. <laughs> that is the worst. We are really working off of a lot of stereotypes yeah. in this podcast. <laughs> but they're so <laughs> accurate. I love Sweden. So dad gets taken away. Yes. Yeah. Um, son is like, what? He's like, what? is he eating a yogurt? He's eating yes. yogurt. He's just like chilling there with his yogurt. MBD. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the, presumably this is for, at the end of uh, episode two, they've... Uh, for the, the car accident that the ran over the Russian guy. So this is who, uh, who yeah, is being arrested okay, for. He's not okay, by the way. He's, I know you dead. were kind of hoping. Yeah. I was. I was yeah. holding out hope that he would they'd pull he through. He's dead. There's you know what? Film. You never know. You like, never you know. Never know. <laughs> they could, they could Medical resurrect. marvels. Yeah. Uh, great medical care there in Norway. Um, so we, we uh, cut to the title credits. Still, I'm still not a huge fan of the title credits. I thought here. you loved them. No, yeah. I mean, they're, they're okay. Like, they're title credits. They're title credits. Well, I mean, like, it's no, it's nothing amazing. It's not like, like the Game of Thrones one or... A million I mean, dollars an episode, that's what they're... Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I, I, th- I still think Lost has the best title credit. It's just Lost. Lost. And then that's it. <laughs> you know, it's that, like two you know seconds. They, they phoned it in right at the end, and it was anything right. else. I don't know. I like like Mad Men is one. I always oh, think that's amazing. Yeah. The Americans. I love Ooh. the Americans yeah, one. Cool. Yeah. So I mean, it's I solid. I wonder like binge watching if they'll stop doing opening credits. Though. I don't know. Have also you watched? Cards, have though. you watched uh, Kimmy Schmidt? Oh, very long. <laughs> uh, Kimmy Schmidt. Cool. That is the only show I will not skip ever. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's amazing. Anywho, anyway, other shows you could watch. <laughs> yeah, you're listening to our title discussion <laughs> podcast. No, so uh, the first scene uh, we see after the titles is Thomas and his editor talking in Benta's restaurant, and Benta comes over and kicks them out. Yep. And so like, cool. thought she it. was being like playful at first, and she's very serious <laughs> no. because, as you can tell no, by her. She has a very serious face. Have we seen her, like, genuinely, have we seen her laugh or smile or anything? 
she's around her kids. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Customers. I feel like when she's around her kids, though, she's reluctant, but yeah. like, there's some warmth there. I mean, you see her, like, touching the kids. Yeah. I want to yeah. see more. I want to see the happier yeah. side of her, because, I, I mean, I like Thomas. I like the idea of them being a good maybe couple Maybe he's together. not the easiest guy to be married to. I yet, totally maybe. believe that, right? <laughs> uh, as charming as he is. I bet she yeah. rolls her eyes a lot at that guy. <laughs> um... And we also, the other scene, um, we're checking in with all the major characters, and we see that Jesper has had his baby. Yay. So, yay, baby. Got to Lerla, my baby. I don't know. That, no, how it's do you grammatically do? correct. What yeah. did, what do you, how do you, how do you, how you congratulate someone? He would say, congratulations with your baby. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> that, that was winging it. Um, so Jesper had his baby. They have a really cute scene with him. Very emotionally Holding. tender. Yeah, they're good soft, soft lighting. I, I appreciate mm. that. And he comes out speaking to the press, and they're all asking him. They ask him if he's going to take paternity leave. I know. <laughs> I was like, Mark Zuckerberg did it. So. Yeah. So is paternity leave always been a thing? Is it big? It is. It hasn't always been a thing, but now it is big. So okay. um, in Norway, when you have a child, um, you can take basically a year off from work. Regardless of gender. Uh, pretty, <laughs> pretty much. So okay. if the, if there is a mom and a dad, because sometimes okay. things get complicated, but if there is a mom and, uh, mom and dad, you get either 49 weeks with 100% pay or 59 weeks at 80% pay. Hmm. Dad gets guaranteed 10 weeks. Mom gets guaranteed 10 weeks or 14. And then the rest, they kind of divvy up hmm. as they want. That's great. Um, it used to be, dad used to get 14 weeks up until we got our new government, which didn't like that, so they cut back from really? 14 to 10, yeah. Would well, they cut back 14 to 10? Uh-huh. <laughs> so is it, I mean, is it the kind of thing, though, do men actually take it? Do women yes. actually take it? So it, it's because culturally acceptable. Even if you're, like, high-powered, even if you're the fucking prime minister in Russia, yeah. invading your country. Yeah. Yeah. Watch the language. Now I have to put an explicit oh, on yeah. this <laughs> podcast. We finally Sam. broke the curse word barrier, uh, and it was Sam that did and it. And it was Sam. Um, yeah, no, people, so... If you're, if you as a dad, if you don't take your 10 weeks, then mom doesn't get them either. Really? Yeah. So mm-hmm. basically okay. it's Being 10 weeks then. of paid, I don't want to say vacation because you have an infant. Nope. But, um, you you're know, it's going to work. Yeah. So hmm. most people now take it, but it's been a huge, you know, deal about, you kind of have to force it to make guys think it's okay and to have employers mm-hmm. think well, it's I, okay. So you can. I've, I've had a couple of coworkers over the past couple of years take paternity leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Mark Zuckerberg doing it also showed that it's, it's something becoming you can more do of a norm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was very public about it, which I think yeah. is a decision. Has, but would a prime minister do it? Like, yeah. Who, yeah, I would. Is it believable to you that he would uh, take it? Yeah, I I wouldn't be all that surprised. Oh, really? I mean, it would make sense. Well, if, I mean, good. if you think of, like, any other political figure, like, I'm thinking of uh, Larry Hogan taking time off because he was diagnosed with cancer. He had to wow. undergo treatment. Like, uh, uh, just that, that idea of a leader can suspend their mm-hmm. leadership mm-hmm. Of functionality mm-hmm. for a certain time. And I think that... Man, I would love to see that in America, because that would be a field day. So, in the heat of the moment, um, everyone's asking about the baby, except Thomas, the intrepid reporter, is hammering about, hey, it's day 62, I believe, of the Russian <laughs> occupation. Thank you, yes, thank you for counting. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, yes, that line. Because that comes later. <laughs> and... Um, and uh, and Thomas it, it pressures him on that, and Jesper kind of makes a slip and says, "We're we're we're getting a final date. Due date tomorrow. Due date's yeah. coming out tomorrow." And then they have a great. He gets in the car, and <laughs> awkward and, silence. And <laughs> Mrs. Weasley is sitting next to him. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, her name her name's Anita, but that's all We're I can think of. Mrs. Weasley or the woman from Brave. That's all I can think of. But she and she's like, that was that was, that was stupid. So uh, now they have to work on that, and that um, kind of launches it into um, propelling uh, the plot, at least for the A, A storyline. Um, but back over to Benta's restaurant, we see that um, her guests are getting worried, and um, the Russians keep canceling because they hear they hear after the arrest that Chech has been the, arrested. What about the who? Girl. The possible. Oh, attentat. That's that's from. Can we make T-shirts? I want something that, that I don't just says "attentat." You know what? Try to travel. I'm just yes. spitballing. <laughs> I'm spitballing right here. It's uh, we we can work on something. Someone can email us. And oh, by the way, our email address is <laughs> occupiedpodcast <laughs> at gmail dot com. That's so occupied this podcast at gmail. Jack really wants to see them. Your favorite assassin T-shirts. Everything. What I think was interesting about the Bentes restaurant is that. They put in. She puts in the uh, the security camera mm-hmm. to make, make it to make safer. it yeah make it like appear safer. Sure. Even though it was obviously an it was an accident that the Russian got killed, but mm-hmm. they're like, oh, it just pl- it just plays into this this idea of facade and mm-hmm. what actually what the real truth is. And and also, I don't know what? if a security camera would make me it feel wouldn't. all that much safer. I mean, it's, if it's, people are hitting you with cars, you know, yeah. a security camera ain't going to do much. But they found, they could have seen who did who it. it. Uh, I guess. Yeah, but again, you're dead. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, but the, this thing, like, it's, uh, all these things are just empty gestures. Like, it's all a symbolic thing. Like, oh, yeah, we, we're going to put up this camera I, because I mean, we, want you, we want you to think that you're safe. We don't actually... I mean, you don't. Maybe, you don't maybe it does. Maybe if if people see that there's a higher level security, if they think they are being attacked, exactly. That's the thing. It's think. it's just that they're yeah. what they think. It has nothing to do with uh-huh. the reality of uh-huh. of what could actually happen. Okay. It's just their own mindset. But she's losing customers. She's yeah, losing so customers. she's understandably trying to to just improve the situation for that. Um, Jesper it has a, a meeting with uh, Sidrova, and um, Jesper is such a dad. When he, he has, because she comes in and well, it's that like, you know, we wish your child happiness and all this. And he's like, yeah, show a picture. I'll, just, I'll get you. I'll, I'll get, get you. I'll get you. Right. He doesn't he's, have it on his phone. Actually, I don't know. I, I, it's funny, <laughs> interesting that you bring that up because I saw that as a like, oh, I just had a child. Yeah. I want to show you. You know what? We, 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 can, we can deal with my child later. Like, yeah. this is more important. This solving, uh, you know, my job to my, uh, you know, loyalty to the Norwegian people is much better, much higher priority than yeah. talking to you about my baby right now. Yeah. So I, th- I, thought that, I thought that was interesting that it was like, all right, for, forget about this patient. Uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think Let's get down to brass tacks. Yeah, I didn't think of it, but that's, actually, that's interesting. Um, but uh, Sidorova, so there, he wants to get a date established because he's made that comment. Promise, yeah. He made that promise, and he wants wants to get ahead of it now. And um, and Sidorova just sidesteps him and says, uh, brings up the Chechen issue, and uh, again, this is one of those situations. I think the, the Russians—they're just out, outplaying Jesper in in every way. And Sidorova just by um, j- there's always something. There's always something, and it reminds me of the West Wing episode when when uh, they're trying to work out a deal with the, the North Koreans. And at the end, I think it was one of the the defectors playing the piano when he wants to yes, defect, yeah, and they don't want to because they think they have a deal. And then at the end, the, the North Koreans walk away because they say the flags are. Are the wrong height for yes. for the, and I to me this is I mean this that's an extreme scenario but I feel like no matter what Sidorova they I don't think they actually are held up on 
that on this issue and um, need to connect it to the date. But I think they're just, if it wasn't this, it would be something else. And they are just playing. There's a bigger plan that, oh, Mm -hmm. this is a good, this would fit into our bigger plan. Yeah, we'll leverage this. And uh, and I think that they're just getting outplayed in every way. And it's true that the the Norwegians, Jesper's government, they're they're in a weaker position and they're, they're just trying to do their best. So. And it's, again, it's the the theme that we talked about last time where mm-hmm. the Russians are, they keep having the ability to say, well, the circumstances have changed. Yeah. <laughs> now there's Chechens involved and, and we need to think about this in a new way. So they the Russians keep... killing Russians, so yeah. we should deal with them, not the Norwegians. Exactly. Yeah, so so they have, now we have a new mission for Jesper to have to um, solve this this episode. And so they're... they're but start... it, it goes back to one of the things that he talked about Last episode, or episode two, was what in, what uh, qualifies as an occupation, mm-hmm. and this is one of the first things. Is yeah. oh yeah, he, yeah the breakdown of laws like oh your police Norway Norway's police force isn't trusted to mm-hmm. prosecute Handle the pr- yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. prosecute the Chechens. So yeah, and I think this this is a really interesting because from Jesper's perspective, um, like is it war if if they it, which comes in later like if this was a genuine accident. And the Russians are not likely to believe it, especially given the information, the intelligence that they're working on, on these Chechen guys. Like, do you, you, you have to protect your own people, especially mm-hmm. when you've investigated and, and feel that this is the truth. But like, what kind of deals do you make? And we see that, that later on in the episode. But first, um, so Jesper decides they have, to, they have to look into this. So he contacts uh, Venka. Um, who I love this scene that she um, just busts into the men's showers. Yeah. And so, like, yeah. those guys, just, you, you, Come here. I love her. She's awesome. Yeah. She's but wonderful. by the way, so she is sick, right? They have not, we're on, there's, we there hasn't been any, we don't what? know yet, yeah. we, but she, she has had permission for leave to, to go off work and has been told to avoid stressful situations. <laughs> so it's she been. a great job following yeah. the doctor's yeah. orders. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I love that she just walks in, grabs him, comes out, like, She's she's rocking it for me, um, and she decides to reassign you, Vic. Um, so he's going to be looking into the case. Um, I I mean plausibility of that I don't know. I, I feel like that's a, that's a very like Avengers like. Yeah. Assemble your team of the best. Like you're you're you're, <laughs> you're you going make, to be. You fix the best. You fix his Captain Norway. Yeah, that's true. Best <laughs> we got. But like it's it seems like a very like superhero type thing. It's like you're you're being reassigned. You're now to protect. Uh, what is it? Protect Russian targets in in Norway, or protect yeah, Russian mm-hmm. occup people, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Uh, and like, you can handpick your team. I was like, all right, here's the here, cue the montage of like him going to a gym to find some guy. He's like, I want you to be on my <laughs> team. He's like, oh, I quit the game two years ago. I'm not going back. <laughs> you have to. It's for Norway. <laughs> all right, fine. Should and then we, they go pick up the next guy. You should, know. We, should we return to the actual show <laughs> <There>. now, Kevin? <laughs> Kevin, you and I will if talk about mine. If you want. We did the t-shirts. We did the <laughs> yes, there. We're gonna. We're losing the thread here, guys. So, uh, uh, right. where are we? Where are we? So, uh, Yuvik a- ends up going back to the creepy uh, Russian building, uh, which yeah, I did see. notice in this has a, a Russian flag flying out, out yeah. front of it, so it is an official building. Um, it's the embassy, right? I don't know. I feel like if it was the embassy, there would. Be, I, I. I mean, maybe I'm thinking it too, uh, overthinking it because I would think like, wouldn't there be guards and like a fence line or something around an embassy? No, this is Norway. I don't know. I feel like Russian. I guarantee the, you, a the Russian door's embassy. Locked. There. Well, there you <laughs> like, go then. 
there's that little metal detector thing. I, I'm yeah. curious if, if – because, I mean, like, I remember walking around – Norway, like, there was pretty big security on some of the embassies. I mean, the U.S. No, one. No, only yours. Yeah, the Israeli one. Yeah, okay. All right, now we're getting a little into the operational security. <laughs> Any of <laughs> Anyway, I, um, anyway, so he goes, uh, Uvik goes into the building and meets up with uh, Sirk in there, our preeminently creepy um, Russian spy, and who they end up giving uh, the, the file um, uh, on on the, the Chechens, and we see some of the actions that um uh, they've done before so there's like pictures from this is like a, an intelligence file it says I, later on you see it in, in cyrillic i think it says fsb on oh, it so they are i wasn't paying attention uh, fsb fsb is the like the russian fbi so there was after um so there was always the kgb everyone knows the big kgb and then after the soviet union collapsed the, they broke up the kgb into uh, different groups um and so the the F, F, fsb is kind of still the biggest one they're the domestic um, Intel service and um, and yes, yeah, so they're they're, they're cool. like the FBI, but yeah, they would be the ones that would be looking into terrorists and, right. and stuff like that. So that makes sense. Um, <laughs> I love the the part where um, Sidorova asks <laughs> ask Yup, who I'm calling him now, uh, ask <laughs> or not. Kevin's giving me a shake to know. So no, <laughs> tried that trend, didn't work. Gives Yupvik uh, asks Yupvik what he knows about Chechen terrorism, <laughs> and he just shifts his eyes left and right and says. I know a little. <laughs> like I'm just thinking, like, Absolutely the guy man, you have yep. no yeah. idea what you're doing. You're. I really. Where I really, does he? It's I think that he's Norwegian just, modesty. That you I can, think he's you can never get a read it. on him. Exactly. I think he's winging it. Um, but it, so they they give him the information on the file, and that he'll he'll later be taking uh, uh, taking that back. So um, it, we also see the interrogation scene of the um, the actual Chechen guy again. Oh, I'm sorry, his name was. Elbic, mm-hmm. yeah. Elbic, and um, so he won't confess. And Yupik meets up with the the police uh, the, the police investigator for the case, and we see who is named Ingrid, right? Ingrid Be. Yeah. So he Yupik uh, ends up talking to to Be, and um, so she says that he's not going to confess. Correct. So she's trying to get a, a confession out of him, and we actually get to see one of those scenes, and he gets um, Elbic gets pretty pretty angry. Um, as after she's pushing him, and they're push, they're switching back and forth between Russian, Russia, Russian Norwegian, and her, her Russian. I don't know, like Sam, I don't know how good your Russian is. Could you understand what she was saying? A little was, bit. Oh, yeah. okay. Because yeah. uh, like that was confusing to me. Because I'm I'm uh, at points when I'm watching the show, I'm just tracking the subtitles. So here you can yeah. hear this. It's sliding yeah. back and forth. But then we get a nice moment of comic relief. I loved that yeah, moment w- in the show that Tess really needs it. With, um, so yeah. you want to explain what happens? Yeah, so is it Dufik's talking to her, right? So Dufik is talking to her, and, you know, I asked her where she learned Russian. She says, well, you know, i my Russian coach, and doesn't seem to want to explain anything. And he he says, you know, for what? And it turns out she was an Olympic cross-country skier. Of course. (laughs) Why not? Why not? Of course she was. And And he's, like, very interested, and she goes... You wouldn't know me. I was always fourth. Yeah. <laughs> but no, then he has fourth in the, in the world. world. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the great line. But he always, again. But among the Norwegian female cross-country skiers, fourth is crap. <laughs> fourth <laughs> in the world just ain't good enough. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
Apparently, I did like cute. that. But yeah. <laughs> again, he's so he's he, he's he has no facial expression while he's saying he's playing. He's like the but straight man. But that made man. it funny. I know exactly. I did. Yeah. I, no, the straight man. It makes we need it, it more makes jokes from you, Vic. Is what we're saying. Yes. Yeah. Um, so we see a scene with Benta and Thomas, and um, they uh, they're talking about the Chechen, the and fight. they get into an argument about it. And we kind of see this from Maya's perspective because she's sitting there. It's a close up on, on her. And the argument is going in the background, and Thomas is saying, like, if they hand this guy over, he's going to be killed. Mm-hmm. They, they, we know how Tortured. the Russians are going to are mm-hmm. going to treat the the Chechens. Um, he's going to be stabbed at some point. Russia doesn't have the death penalty, so it's it's not that it's this they're going to kill him kind of extra judicious um, judiciously. And um, so wait, Russia doesn't have the death penalty? No, right? People, oh. I'm sure people get killed, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, th- I thought that was interesting, that his t- kind of explaining it to, or, or the perspective from Maya. Yeah, Maya. Maya. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, just going back to mm-hmm. talking about how that's all this facade and like, there's keeping up appearances of, oh, everything is still fine. This is one of the few instances where that curtain is kind of pulled back a little bit. And in the, in the size of a child yeah. is like, oh, mm-hmm. wait, they're gonna be—he's yeah. gonna be killed. Like I thought this was like a peaceful thing. What's, what's going on here? And I, I think this leads to a great moment for Maya is when then as they're walking out, um, she asks like, is is something gonna happen? And 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 Thomas explains like, oh, I was just being angry. And we so exaggerate when we're we exaggerate angry. when we're angry, and that's supposed to comfort her. And then he turns and she has the money, and she says, he says, Where, where'd you get that? And she says, or like, who gave you that? And he's like, nobody. And so she kind of knows to keep it. Oh, she knows. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. she knows that, that she, this shouldn't come up. So she, she's smarter than, than, than she looks. And I got to yeah. say, kids on TV, I think a lot of TV shows have this problem where they really like to make the kids just preternaturally smart. Yeah, and I think the, they've done a good job of making this little girl clever, but kid. believable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't have her spouting. Yeah, it's hard she's to connecting the dots. Today. She's not saying, I dreamt I, someone got shot. <laughs> <laughs> So we have a scene with uh, back cutting back to Jesper's plot line. Anita wants him to do the debate, um, and they're they're talking so they, they to talk about announcing the date for uh, the Russian withdrawal. Um, they say that like they can't dodge it. The fact that they've come out and said this um, said said that they're going to be coming out with a, a date um, for the withdrawal. If they don't go, they'll appear weak. Um, at this point, Yufik returns with the the Chechen file, and they're trying to decide what they're going to do. Um, and, and meanwhile, uh, we have uh, the introduction since other than in the first scene of Elias, the son, Eldex son, um, walks into the police station and has a good moment <laughs> where he comes moment, up and yeah. says and says like he wants to report a crime. <laughs> and the guy, he's like, I, I, I murdered no, someone. I, I murdered no. someone. Hang on a second. Because like, at first he's like. There's the line. Here's the form. Here's Here's the form. There's the line. He's like, no, you do not understand. (laughs) Killed somebody. (laughs) Hang on a minute. (laughs) Picks up the phone. What do you guys think of the acting jobs of some of these characters? And I I noticed it first with Elias, where it just doesn't. Doesn't work for you. It might be a language thing, where it just doesn't. I don't know. Well, that's funny because for me, a lot like whether or not someone's selling a line or not is different when you're reading the subtitles. Because yeah. yeah. uh, yeah. as someone who's not familiar with kind of the cadence of how the mm-hmm. language is spoken mm-hmm. and whether something sounds real or not, um, that's something that's harder for me. Unless they're they're really angry and yelling, I I don't yeah. really 
because in the Norwegians, it sounds very like sing-songy. It's mm-hmm. bouncy the, the way the way they're talking. So it's harder for me to follow what's actually happening. Um, but uh, so so I, I give them a lot more leeway in that way because I'm just reading the cre- the, uh, the the subtitles. Yeah, because yeah. I've noticed it with Elias, but even more with. The guy who works with Jupvik, he has the the oh. slick comb back hair thing. He was in the oh, okay. in the first couple He's of episodes. In the first episode in the sit room, yeah. Bugs me. Oh, you were telling him about his accent. Yes, because it sounds like he is from. Actually, it kind of sounds like he's from where I'm from, which is a. And small you hate your hometown. No, because <laughs> Thomas is also where I'm from, oh. and, and love that. Um, but. But that he's trying to speak like he's from Oslo. Putting so, on airs. Really? So those two dialects mm. are very different, but it just comes off very like nobody nobody talks like that. Can you give mm. us a little mm. sample? Of what? <laughs> I want to hear. So like Here's the dialects you hear, the, how like yeah. compared to for people who don't understand Norwegian dialects as opposed to like what when you say Norwegian dialect is that just the same as an American as an accent between someone from New England someone from the south someone from the west coast or is it just different accents that you hear or is it something mostly mostly it's just different accents um but you can some Norwegian dialects will be closer to Swedish or Danish than to other Norwegian Mm -hmm. dialects Mm -hmm. um when I go visit my grandma I can't leave her house because no one else in that village understands me. Really? I, I wow. can't, yeah, I can't buy a loaf of bread <laughs> in that city because they don't understand me. But so, for instance, in this show, you know, and, and clearly most of the words will be the same, um, but there's there are different pronunciations. And then some words are also different. So, for instance, just the word I. So when you say I go to school or whatever, um, Thomas would say egg. Uh, Jesper would say jeg, and Jupvik says i. Egg, jeg, i. All three words for i. Huh. Yeah, and so it's it's definitely different. But different. But I, I what I like about their show is that there are tons of different dialects. Usually they just draw from the Oslo crowd, and everyone sounds the same. Well, what does that what does that lend to? The storyline, you think that there are people from all over Norway, or is that just a natural? Or is that just a natural? Just pretty yeah. much. Yeah, I mean, Oslo, I imagine, has people from everywhere. Like, that's yeah, not... but it's it's kind of refreshing actually, because you know, for me growing up, most TV, well, most TV was American, but <laughs> of the Norwegian TV, most of it was all just Oslo. Okay. Do people ever try to lose their? I mean, when we when I mean we still we make American TV that comes out of you know Los Angeles, unless it's a point of the person's character, they we tend to have a very like neutral accent. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what that security guard, the security guy, is trying to do. Mm -hmm. He's he's trying to lose his accent, and it just comes off sounding really... Would his accent have been a problem in the first place? Would someone no. from your town feasibly be a foreign minister or whatever he is? Um, oh, no, it's not the foreign minister. It's the... It's the, the other guard. The other yeah. guard. The, uh, the, the guard that holds up Thomas. Remember oh, in the first okay, scene okay. when the, yeah, he holds Thomas during much. the... Yeah. Thank God, because I would <laughs> lose my mind. It just really... That one... 
that one guy. No, I mean, I didn't have a problem with the acting of the two Chechen characters, but obviously, you know, coming at mm-hmm. it differently. But I thought the little boy was very convincing, especially in the scene that I'm sure we're getting to where... In the car? In the yeah. car. Yeah. yeah. Well, here, let's... Well, let's uh, we have a couple scenes before that. So one thing we see is uh, Thomas tells uh, gets the phone call and, re- and learns that he's going to be de- debating the prime minister on TV that night, which uh, <laughs> it is his so family could <laughs> not care like, less... Okay. Hey, I'm going to debate the Prime Minister. Uh, Cool, Dad. (laughs) Um, So actually, that's something I was curious about. Is that, is this a a kind of show convention or do in... Would would a a writer, a a, a journalist from a paper debate the Prime Minister Minister. on television? Does that... That really? could happen, yeah. Because mm-hmm. unlike on, like, kind of, like, Meet the Press or you know, any of the Sunday talk shows we have in America, and they would bring him on and, and have it back and forth. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that happens. I'm down with that. Flat structure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and they, and um, they get, Yuvik knocks on the door and says that they need Maya to, to come in for, for a lineup. Um, and Benta is really, like... No, you're gonna like, yeah, and yeah. all oh, about oh, yeah. trying to get this guy caught and oh, like have, yeah, the, have this, have really this cool justice. I've seen, her, right? you know, yeah. having seen making a murderer too. Like she is really pushing. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, you saw him. Yeah, yeah. Well, well the little girl is lying. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. But it with Ben, that I feel like she's gradually, mm-hmm. you know, she started from a place where. The Russians are here and they're saving my restaurant, which is good because I need money. To a place where she's like more siding with them and understanding them and, and actually yeah. but no but it's it's oh, not you think just it's the actually likely, like you can you can take their money and hate their guts oh yeah or really? you can take their money and start to actually hmm. think that they're right and and think I mean, that they are good I mean has she said people. anything to that effect yet though that she's supporting it I well, mean she I so that she yet. she was so eager to help them I out. took that as more from a, her her like a she just wants her Restaurant to succeed. And yeah, this would help. Mm-hmm. At the risk of being mm-hmm. reductive, do you think it's like a Stockholm Stockholm syndrome oh. type thing? <laughs> yeah, that's reductive. Oslo syndrome. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. that's the joke we all know this is going to. Yes, oh, these are such lame jokes. <laughs> but no, but that that uh, that notion of like you just said, uh, identifying with mm-hmm. your captors, captors. but Occupy. even though they're. I think it's hard. Not I think really if someone characters. is giving you money and you tied in, I'm sure that there's some kind of cognitive bias that develops yeah. about how yeah. that either justifies yeah. it or makes you start to associate it. Because and and maybe and maybe it is genuine. Like she's she see, interacts with these people and they're coming and they're eating her food and they're all nice and you know that Russian guy that came there got hit was, was in, seemed like a nice guy and she was fine yeah. with that. So th- it's understandable why she would start to think that way. So anyway, they bring Maya in. And um, and they bring both the, the lineup with uh, the young with Ilya and then with uh, El- Elbeck, and she's unable to identify. But um, so I don't, I read it that she could identify. She knew who it was. Yeah. But she has said to yeah. I don't know if it was her mother or her father, yeah. but I saw them. Yeah, yeah exactly. They asked her, and, she and it, yeah. they <laughs> the beginning when when they say uh, they've got when this when Ilias comes in and confesses, they're like, oh great, all right, don't tell. Her, the, uh, his father. His father, yeah. yeah. Don't don't let him know. It's like okay, fine. We'll keep them separate. And then they yeah. pass each yeah. other. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, like who was... didn't get the memo? <laughs> Again, like, the Norwegians like, oh, are Norwegians. looking great. Yeah. Come on, you had one job, guys. Don't let them see each other. So, well, with the failure of being able to identify that, Yuvik um, takes Ilya to the location they drive uh, where where the hit and run took place, and they hop in the car. They're driving down there, trying to. Um, 
and um, he's having Ilya explain what happened, and um, it, it, he's it, getting the pace up. Yeah, he's, it's, really he's speeding up the car. He's him, screaming yeah. at him, and eventually breaks like right at the spot, takes him out of the car, makes him sit in the position, and really explain it. And then it starts raining. It's very dramatic. To wash what, away all the lies. That, yeah, that, what did you, what did you guys okay, think I of this scene? this scene? I, I, I did too. I did too. I did too. I, th- I thought really? it was a very, very good thematic device. I, uh, you get to see some like energy from Yupik. Who, yeah. I yeah, mean, that's true. He's seen that's energy true. from him before. That wasn't fair. Yeah. But uh, no. It but, it, but, but he, was, he was like given the mission to like make, get him, yeah. get both of them sentenced in Norway and then we can... Talk, then we can revisit the Russian. So, do you think Yupik believes him that that he? Yeah, he I believes th- that the, he believes the kid did it. He be- no, he, no. I, remember, no. it's that the kid. So, what really happened? Yeah, is the kid was drinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we know that. But does and, what at that point? What oh, does that point. what does Yupik believe? Do you think I, he's I, trying? He, to I think get he believes it? the kid because he doesn't. The kid is, and they're all just scared. And mm-hmm. the kid even says, uh, "He's like, I just don't want him to." Or uh, he says that. He can't be extradited because he's a Norwegian, Norwegian citizen. citizen, and his father's not. And so, no, but I, I think your question was before when he takes the kid in. I think he obviously takes the kid because he doesn't quite think the mm-hmm. story's all there. Yeah, yeah. And he's trying. And I imagine because he can understand, he could probably put the two and two yeah. together and understand why the yeah. son would be confessing in, in a scene like this. Um, so um, we actually get the flashback of what really happened, mm-hmm. and so we. So what would happen is Ilya was out drinking at a party. And being a bad Muslim. Being a bad Muslim, and his dad hits, hits because they're screaming at the cars and paying attention, hits the guy when he realizes that it, they hit a rush and they know how bad this looks they and, and flee. Mm-hmm. And that's why they know that, uh, and because he, he's trying to take the fall for his father because he knows he can't be extradited. Um, and I think also because he feels a little guilty. Yeah. Now, yeah. I, I want to know, did anyone notice, did anyone notice what pants Elias was wearing? <laughs> Such in, a detail. In the car? Oh there's a brief, cu- there's a brief pants. cut down in the car when, when he, during the flashback of his pants, and Gira, why don't you take it from here? So Elias is wearing red overalls with white print on them. These are called Russ pants, R-U-S-S. If you are not familiar with this wonderful Norwegian tradition, please look it up. Um, Russ... The Chechen is wearing the Norwegian... Yeah, well, he's he's Norwegian. Yeah, so Russ is three weeks of mayhem that all high school students go through. Oh, the little boy is wearing these. Yeah, yes, yeah. Okay. the sun. Yeah. The sun. Yeah. Um, so three three weeks right before finals, which is dumb, um, all Norwegian high schoolers in their, in their last year of high school um, party like crazy. You get, and this is, I before can't believe finals. this is legal. Yes, right before <laughs> finals. Um, you, there are like competitions to take badges and there are tons of challenges who are all either eat something gross, have sex somewhere weird, or be naked somewhere that's not appropriate themed. <laughs> so like run naked across this bridge or have sex in a tree or have sex with 17 people in 17 days. Wait, that's not what <laughs> you guys do uh, normally? Uh, yes, but we don't wear the pants. <laughs> oh, okay. So the pants is, are the, the real, pants are the, the, the crux the, of that's the story. Where the pants, it's, how long does this last? Three weeks, and you have to wear the pants every day. Do you wear them every day? Do you wash them? No. <laughs> if you wash them, people get to cut off a leg. And they tend to cut, <laughs> off, cut it off, not at the knee, because that's boring, but like 
all the way up as high as they as high as Wait, they how do you know if someone cleans it? Like, your it pants are in, like, they're extra white today. You yeah, no, because it's like, you don't smell like a homeless person. You, <laughs> you clearly yeah. wash your pants. That's not, that's well, not. And so I guess in the scene, it's showing that he's a real Norwegian kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's okay. just, it's yeah. a way to show that he he feels probably pretty. I mean, it makes yeah. sense because that was, it was May, it was... Yeah, and seventeenth. Actually, it so was on all, May seventeenth. Yeah, when and it got hit. Yeah. May seventeenth is the last day of Russ, so that's the oh. all days are party days. But the seventeenth is a huge party day, mm-hmm. and it's the last you know go out with bang. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so the the scene we see after that is uh, Thomas and his debate against what he thinks is going to be the prime minister, but again turns out to be Mrs. Weasley. And Mrs. Weasley. Mrs. Weasley, man, she she comes in. Did not give him a heads up. Did not, and right like PM is lying. You're not gonna give that guy a heads up. Yeah, and and Thomas really hammers her for just everything for the lack of leadership. So at this point, I've already talked about how I I think Jesper is a kind of a weak leader, and I'm totally on Thomas's side for for hammering and not getting the date and and kind of capitulating to the Russians. So I'm with him. Um, and we also see that Jesper is watching from home and kind of, you, he, I mean, wh- why did, so the, the decision to not go on TV is specifically because he didn't want to debate Thomas. Is that why? I think I, I had the same question. I'm not sure exactly why it was her and not. Yeah, I think it's to demote him. He's not that important. He doesn't get to. Oh, you thought that I, I thought yeah. it was more that. They know they haven't had the date. Like, they hoped they could get a date set by then. And then, because they knew they, could, they couldn't, I guess this, this is similar okay, to this, yeah, and that yeah. they were trying to play it down, mm-hmm. which is why later they're making such a push to get the date lined up, because they know that so that's So if they exact- had good news, they would have sent him. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Like, uh, one of the other notes I had was that he was like, it's, what do you, like, we're, we've been in the final stages for 63 days. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's not 63 days. Don't exaggerate. Mm-hmm. When earlier in the episode, he's like... Thanks been, for counting. Yeah, it's like, thanks for counting. It's like, oh, you're actually on top of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then here, Mrs. Weasley is clearly lying. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, don't... like make it, Again, putting up the more of that facade of, oh, everything's fine. Like, don't exist. It hasn't been that long. <laughs> and it's clearly not true because of what we know from yeah. the beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. So we, we get uh, a scene after that when Yupik meets up with Sidorova and he gets back to over to what well, I guess we're calling the embassy. And uh, turns out she's not in Moscow earlier. They made it seem like she Surprise. had departed. So she was there. So it's just a total power play on her part. And um, so he wants her to, to he wants to, Yupik wants Jesper to talk to her and, and have her listen and, and try to set up a deal, um, uh, promising essentially a conviction of this guy. Um, and it brings that information to, when he leaves, he brings the information to Venka as, as they're driving back. And that's when she, I think that's when she officially signs him to protecting Russians in that, in that car ride back. And he's, they have some yes. shots of him looking out of the, the people on the street. Um, yes, and this, this was the Avengers moment. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Assemble your team. And then, um, I thought it was more like a Mission Impossible kind of, you know, I, like, yeah. you know, we're, we're reactivating. I it, didn't v- think it was uh, that weird. I, Yeah. <laughs> It could have been if it weren't for the understated understatements of the. What were the cu- they were cutting back. I don't know if these cuts were made for for editing that they were trying to splice back and forth between um, different takes, uh, but they would cut to like people on the street standing at the bus stop. Do you remember that there was like a bunch of oh, girls? Oh yeah, they were driving th- past. Yeah, I thought that was a weird cut. I assume it was just unless I didn't think there was anything to it. It was more just they probably put in multiple takes and they couldn't cut back and forth between one of them. It just needed that to to fill the um, the overlap. 
Um, so then we get the court scene where Elvik is sentenced to two years in Norwegian prison. Um, which is a win for him. Which is a win, which because as we yeah. know, if, if anyone's seen that BuzzFeed list of, <laughs> there's the BuzzFeed quiz. Best uh, prisons. Well, it was a BuzzFeed, and it says uh, they have two pictures side by side, and it says, um, can you guess which one is a picture from a Norwegian prison and which is a startup in Silicon Valley? <laughs> <laughs> and it's all like skinny white guys with a little bit of scruff and kind of like buildings that kind of uh, look like great. they're run down a little bit but intentionally so playing ping pong it's, it's actually a that's great list beautiful. I love that. although this prison looks a little bit more hardcore that he actually ends up going to um and and we see uh Elbeck when he's being escorted down the hallway um uh, he is holding a, a form from immigration services immigration I, I don't understand it was like udi or yeah. something like that and then ends up killing himself when he gets into his seat. And how? I was say, how did he kill it? Did yeah, he, I, th- I, I just thought it was the paper or something. But he just, they just show him putting his, it looks I like thought he his was mouth. Just I assumed it was like a pill that he was, no. that, he got that he had to like no. put it in the back of his throat Maybe or something. he had one of those things Wouldn't that like phones? in his, like a fake tooth. Maybe he is a legit up. hardcore Chechen yeah. terrorist. That's I think he is. Underlying. I totally think he. Well, I mean, <laughs> I think I think he's an Intel file yeah. they have on Like he's that. had a, he, he has I, a past. Oh, he yeah. does have, yeah, he's a political artist. He definitely has like. I think it was definitely exaggerated a little bit by the Russians, but. Yeah, I think he was definitely supposed to have a past of like. Of so he could know how to mm-hmm. kill himself if he. I yeah. would. I, I, as soon as he was getting taken by the police, I think he knew. He's like, all right. Ugh. Yeah. If I survive that, like, if I get extradited, that's I'm that's not. that's game yeah, over. That's, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I I mean I read it as like he putting the paper. It might have been the paper. But or how like would he make choke? himself vomit and choke on it? But that. But like, wouldn't you even? If you, I don't know. Your I don't body know. would we'll, fight that. But anyway, Yuvik escorts um, his son, um, Elvik's son, in to see, and they see, and uh, there's a screaming when you he sees that you killed his dad and holding him in a really uncomfortable position. Yeah, yeah. Did I you was see looking that, at that, that arm. Bend, the way his time. arm was bent, oh yeah, that looked not that looks not comfortable at all. So Yuvik is understandably like wants to know what the hell is going on because this seemed like a pretty sit deal. So that's when he turns to his wife. I like his wife. Um, but uh, and asks her to look into the case, and she doesn't want to because she's not supposed to. But ends up getting the information for him anyway, and explains that you it finally was... get to see her be smart, which needs yeah. to happen. That's true, right? That's <laughs> true. As, and it's I feel like, oh, bad about that because, like, you don't want to. Because sometimes, like, we complain about Bentha, and we complain about. We complain about. We don't want. I don't want to complain. I love it. Yeah, I know. So I thank God for her, but I don't want to like complain about like oh all the women on this show is our teller problem. No, but it's good because they before they did portray her as kind of like annoying. I don't know with like her taking the selfie and her. Um, I don't not think she's supposed to be annoying. Not, more, sweet. more to me was because um, when we were on Yupik's side in the first episode, and he's like, "Take the kids home," and she's like, yeah. "No, why?" <laughs> yeah, we we so good, but no, I you know it. what your husband does. Yeah, but yeah. she's smart. She's smart and and helpful here, and explains that the, that this was sped up for political pressure. That it was all legally done, but that she had never was, yeah. seen yeah. anything move that fast. Yeah. And I think, and they have a great scene there that how the episode ends with. So she explains that to him, and Yupik with his every man blank face is staring and they announce on the TV, uh, we have a set date of August 12th that the Russians mm-hmm. will be moving out. And we yeah. know obviously from this that this that they cut a deal to, yeah. to extradite this guy in exchange for, for actually setting up a date. So um, how so, do we feel about that, about cutting the deal? Jesper 
Jesper made, you know, is extraditing this guy who I think from the from Ufix investigation, like this guy does not deserve to be does extradited. Not deserve to be extradited <laughs> and this guy is dead. Maybe maybe Jesper Jesper is having the same type of Stockholm slash Oslo syndrome development <laughs> where he yeah. is now increasingly siding with the Russians. He's not just dealing with them, he is He's looking at these pictures and thinking... This maybe they did it. Yeah, because yeah. they do have a shot of him looking at that. But maybe... I mean, Well, I, from the I beginning, don't. he's been a realist. I mean, because not from the yeah, beginning. Never mind. From yes. the beginning of the show. Yeah. <laughs> because wouldn't it be... Yeah. So if he just wanted to solve it, if he just wanted the Russians to come back to the negotiating table, a sentencing in the Norwegian system should have been enough. It should have, but... But he took the extra step to actually mm-hmm. say... No, I am going to show the Russians so much goodwill that I'm going to extradite this guy, fully knowing that he's going to be tortured. And I don't think that it was a goodwill gesture. I think that it was a very clear, hey, we'll give him to... I mean, maybe we'll see this in a later episode, but I think it's very clear that he, uh, at least how I read it, that we'll give you this guy and you give us a date. That's the deal. Or or what could it also have been like a trade-off with uh, Christensen? Like, oh, we we gave you Uh, Christensen... And you have this other guy. Well, they. Like, I scratch. We scratched your back. Now you got to scratch that, ours. Oh, maybe. So. But I mean, that's. How do you feel about that? Like that to me. That, I, I would just, believe yeah, it. Yes, I would totally buy it. Jesper is so far. I think try, tried to be a, at least stick to some kind of principle about protecting. Because it's thing, all it's all a facade, though. It's all it's no, all lip service. I, I truly believe that he genuinely all his actions. He's like, no, I am doing this. All of the spin, any of the lies, any of the um, capitulations that that I am embracing are because. Because I believe that th- I'm keeping yeah, Norwegian safe. Because that's the, the one thing. thing he's not saying. Like, let's not go out. Let's not resist. Let's not fight them. Because I'm going to keep our good people, our innocent people, alive in this situation. And then this is a clear departure from that, where he is giving away someone who came a political refugee, who from this investigation was determined to be an act like a manslaughter, not intentional action, who was appropriately charged and sentenced in the Norwegian criminal justice system and then he is now giving that away guy away knowing that that this man is something bad is going to and happen to this guy that's that. the justice system deteriorating also yeah why yeah. The, that that the, the the clip goes from after that arrest goes to one week later and he is charged is oh that, yeah is that, that that's no. pretty fast on a <laughs> that I mean, probably wouldn't happen of course on tv but yeah i think that it's just another way of showing how mm-hmm. how this occupation would play out and it would be these slow little yeah, events it'd be, that... Ugh. It'd be incremental. Yeah. It'd be these tiny things like, oh, it's <clears throat> it's all policy. Like, it's all so, it's all the in the proper way of doing things. But that means, so are we supposed... So I, we've already established um, how we think of Thomas as kind of the, the, the surrogate for the audience. Are we turning more... Are we supposed to be empathetic to Jesper in this situation? Are we supposed to see, like, this is the degradation of him and that system as it's being being kind of just oppressed and and taken over by by the the domineering russian occupation are are we supposed to think are we supposed to feel bad for jesper's choices here are we supposed to i think he's i think he's being too nice to the russians at at this point i just i think he's i think he's going above and beyond what he needed to do he needed to get his sentencing and he did and And this was a very clear and and sorry sorry but this is a very clear political like i know we, we were throwing that word but like a short-term political action. This was not, getting this date set was not like the Russians promised they were going to be there forever and he got them to agree to leave. It was, they always have said that they were going to leave on, on a certain date 
And the only reason he's doing this is because he made a gaffe where he said, we'll announce the date. And now he's like, I need to cover myself. I'm going to look bad if I don't announce a date. So, yeah, I'm going to sell this. You know, one of my not I guess not citizens, but one of the people that's under my, you know, that I'm supposed to be protecting as the prime minister, you know, down the river. Uh, just, just so I can um, recover politically. And yeah. I don't think it's yeah. a great trade because all he's gotten is yeah. a promise. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and as we've yeah. seen, I guarantee you are the the quote circumstances have changed will probably <laughs> beca- and uh, circumstances I mean, will and, and th- I I'm not working off any future knowledge, but um, let's say they announced August 12th, and no- knowing the naming conventions of this show, yes. <laughs> I think this show should theoretically be going to at least till December, so <laughs> so we'll probably see more unless the end of this series gets very, very uh, boring. Um, right. The one last question I want, actually Sam had, had talked to me earlier about this, is do you think this show is uh, fear-mongering from a point of view? Is it like, uh, as far as its portrayal of the Russians as the bad people, because uh, you, how about you tell a little bit about the information that you were reading about how this show was actually received? Sure. So the Russian ambassador to Norway, obviously, made a statement upset with this show. Mm-hmm. He thinks it's fear-mongering. I think that's, uh, I think his exact statement was, there is no threat from the East. Um, to me, what it reminded me of is uh, a Reagan biography I read, and Reagan was very influenced by a few movies he saw. Mm-hmm. Um he would frequently talk about the U.S. and the Soviet Union needing to come together in the event of an alien invasion. So we can't piss them off too much because what happens when... And oh, Colin yeah. Powell would always say, here we go with the little green man again or something <laughs> like that. So... Love that. I mean, and it's an important question. What I, What if yeah. we get in... I don't see a problem here, Sam. What are you talking I about? I think that sounds... <laughs> that's we airtight. gotta get along with the Russians in case the aliens come. Um... Yeah. Say what you want, but the day those aliens roll up, you're going to want Reagan back in there. You are. You're going to want those Star Wars. <laughs> I guess, you know, as much as this show is reflecting some fears, it could also reinforce them. And I, I don't want to overstate mm-hmm. the no, impact that television can have, but mm-hmm. if it can impact a former president. Yeah. No, I find that, I think that's interesting. I mean, because, I mean, the Russians don't look good in this, obviously. Yeah. and yeah. But... Uh, I I mean, it's not, it hasn't got to the point that we see them doing, like, sometimes I've tried to put myself in the Russians' perspective here, and they, that's, they aren't doing anything, like, evil for evil's sake, or, like, just yeah. being, this is a, a, a calculated political decision that they're doing. They want to, rest, they, if they genuinely believe that restoring the oil is going to be beneficial to both them and to the, you know, the EU, which they want to have better relations with, so... This is not that crazy from and like if in a in a, you know, a, a world where, you know, the most powerful country can go around and do these kind of mm-hmm. things and is just trying to maximize its its benefits in the political system. This you makes think it's a fair. I mean, it makes it make I, nothing I think in there seems like crazy evil. They just the Russians think that this is the best action that they should be taking from a geopolitical perspective and um, and they're acting, and that's counter to the Norwegian interests in there. The Norwegian, you know, the 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 strong do as they want, and the the weak do as they must. It's mm-hmm. and I think that's a really interesting point that there it is kind of tough to you want to draw those lines mm-hmm. of these are the bad guys, these are the good guys, mm-hmm. and that there's a clear yeah. line, and they mm-hmm. each have their separate roles. Yeah. Like, but there's 
so much yeah. more nuance. Yeah, I which think is, I think something I try to put myself for. I, I try to put myself <laughs> in the, in the head of climate. I try to put myself in the in the head of the Russian guys, and that it may I mean it makes sense. So, and accepting the premise that they've gone in like this, their actions are. I mean, they're trying to protect their their people in country. Like, you know, we're from the United States here. We we've the U.S. has invaded other countries, and we have had scenarios where we've had citizens be attacked or we fear that they're being attacked or have done things and we don't want them charged in the local criminal system because we don't believe that they can get a fair trial so we try to get them back in the United States so that's not a that's not like a one thing the Russians have done yeah. um, I mean one thing is <laughs> the Russians in this, I mean they are portrayed poorly I I mean it's they're Especially that Sirkin guy, like the way they, they the lighting yeah, and they, they do look bad. I did like how they made the the Russian guy who was hit by the car. They they did work on that and and made him look a little bit nicer. So I appreciate that. I'd love to see more to see more of kind of moral ambiguity right. about you know these people's actions. Um, I, I hope that becomes a plot line here and it doesn't descend too much into just rah rah Norway rises up and takes them on. Because <laughs> I'm trying to think like where this ultimately ends is this show. I have, which I haven't really thought about yet, is how is this show? Is this going to end with some kind of? It comes of, with the U.S. Yeah. Rolling in saving, <laughs> saving Deus ex, Deus ex America. Yes. Deus ex America. Oh, I can only hope that it would come away. No, That'd I be mean, terrible. Idea. That would, be, I would, I would if that that would make me very, very angry. I that would take down all of these episodes. Yeah, that would that would make me very angry. So I hope, I hope they do enter into something a little bit more nuanced, something that that can be creative, and something ultimately that we would find plausible, both in the real world and as well that from in the universe they've created and the characters that we've met. So I'm looking forward to more episodes. Any closing thoughts we have from anybody? Nope. I like this show. I do too. It's (laughs) really (laughs) insightful show from Kevin. I know. (laughs) It's good. It's so good. I I do. I like it too. I, I, the second and third episode, I'm, I'm totally sold. Yeah. Like how does this compare? Like one quick um, episode, Episode Crow just fall out of her chair a little <laughs> bit. I just have to tell. That's fine. We're almost done, girl. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> quick, quickly, uh, out of yeah. episode one, we've seen one, two, and three now. Which has been your favorite so far? Two. Ooh, two. one. Yeah, I'm gonna say two. Two. One, just because it was set, really? setting, setting yeah, up everything. Yeah, it, it introduced okay. just because I uh, two. Yeah. I like the end. And the, also, I like I've seen more than. Oh yeah, Kevin Seymour. So don't tell us anything. So I'm not. I'm trying to. That's good. Well. Keep my Kevin, shut. we hope you keep coming. We'll get to talk more about this. Um, if you have any comments for us, please send an email at occupiedpodcast at gmail.com and we'll see Occupied you guys. Podcast at gmail.com. Episode four, which is probably titled some other month that I July. Have a July. Whoa, 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 looking forward to a, it, guys. <laughs> All right, we'll see I mean, you guys. There, there are a lot of possibilities. <laughs> All right, we'll uh, we'll see you guys for next episode. Hadabra. Hadam. Hi hi. A black